Hello, and welcome to the Garbage Cast. Oh, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I love trash. If you really want to see something trashy, look at this. Go in the trash. Go in the trash. Oh my gosh. An episode, like two episodes in like less than two months. That's like some sort of record for the garbage cast. At least it is now. Oh, I think you heard me kick some sort of bowl. I'm in the kitchen studio. I'm the MMD. I'm working on delivering another episode of the garbage cast. Um, I have some news updates for what's been going on in my life, some housekeeping, um, some music. So, so let's get into it. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. So basically I figured since this episode is going to be themed on money, let me just get into the first song uh, for the podcast. Here is U.S. Girls off their 2020 album, Heavy Light, for American Dollars.
That was U.S. Girls for American Dollars. Now, why did I play that song in right at the beginning of the podcast? Because as I said, this episode is themed around money. So, I'm not like a super money-motivated person. And if you look at the lyrics, you got to have boots to have bootstraps, to pull yourself up from the bootstraps. And I've just been thinking that in order to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, it requires like a lot of help. The, the idea of, of pulling yourself up from your, from your bootstraps. Um, you know, like a, a child, it takes, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes capital to start a business. Now, what am I getting at? Well, if you've been on the Discord, if you've, you've heard, um, you come from a, a now second-generation print family. Both my brothers are in uh, different fields of printing. My father is a, is a printer. And we've been in the middle of, of renovating the building and we're going to be moving, I guess, somewhere sometime in October. Um, we have a, a pretty good offer on the building that my dad has right now. Um, and that's where we house the, the printing businesses. And We've also just paid about $6,000 to get a uh, Mimaki sublimation 54-inch printer, which will be my uh, business. I'm going to be going into uh, the family trade uh, mug division. I've been pretty much fighting the... the um, the siren call, the family business, but we've always had to send out like sublimation jobs to other people. And, uh, my family feels like I need something more stable than kind of side gigs and side hustles. So they've invested in me and I will be producing mugs and merch. Um, And so, on Wednesday, I take ownership of, of the printer, and I've been looking at mug presses and, and how to do sublimation printing. I still have quite a bit to learn. Um, I still have to source a mug press and really learn the ins and outs. I, I've been a, a glorified laser technician for my brother right now, um, just helping him run the laser machine, but... Um, uh, a printer came up for sale uh, a pretty nice one although I didn't really get to see it but it'll be here on Wednesday and then I'll be starting up this business and there's still a bunch for me to learn and I still have to set up a website and whatnot, but 
it's it's about time I start or stop running from this and you know have something of my own but it's been interesting like looking at the process and getting the stuff together how much money you actually need to start a business um, and that goes for most businesses uh, you need capital to start a business to create more capital it's a never never ending cycle you you need money to make more money um so that's number one big update um so i guess i'll be part of the second generation of printers um I don't like t-shirt printing. That's entirely too uh, recipe-based. It's, it's, there's a lot to go wrong. There's a lot of steps involved, and, and you need to know exactly what you're doing. Um, so I think mugs, despite the incredible startup costs, seems like the, the the way to go mugs and merch you can do other printing with the sublimation printer but um you really can't do a lot with four magic well i guess magic dollars you could but with regular canadian dollars not so much so hence why uh this song by the U.S. girls uh, struck a chord with me. I heard it on 99.1 uh, CBC Radio last week, and it's just been um, something I keep coming back to uh, whenever I want to listen to some music. I mean, I've been checking out some other stuff, uh, but the songs that really... But the song, songs, songs that really hold my attention is this, this album, Heavy Light, uh, came out in 2020. Um, and it's not just the songs, the interludes. So there is an interlude called Advice to Teenage Self. And let me just pull it up. It's it's really cool. It's got a lot of crosstalk, which automatically makes it something I'm interested in. Um, I thought I had. Oh, I wish I wish I could tell my teenage self to to not worry what other people think. I think at this point in my life, I got that part down. Um, you know what? Let me just play it for you. Here's Advice to Change Self by U.S. Girls. I wish I wish I could tell my teenage I self to... Uh, I wish... Hmm. I wish I could tell my teenage self... My teenage self... 
Don't worry. Don't not to worry what other people think. Don't worry about things. Don't worry about being liked. I would tell her that I loved her. I love you. And that life is long. I don't know. I don't think I have Everyone any good says life is short. Life I think is you're doing a pretty good that. job. There's lots of room <laughs> to be many I think ways. you're doing your best. Nobody so will just like you. Not just for your personality, but for your enjoy looks, too. Be perfect. What you can because for now. Because things will get all gonna go to shit crazy soon with you anyway. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of uh, wisdom contained in that uh, interlude. I'm always fascinated by the interlude, the parts in between songs that aren't quite songs, but somehow Murphy's scratching up. Oi! Sorry, I, I had an all-dog audience, and one of them decided that they were going to make some, some noise. Dog life. So, what was I saying? There's a lot of wisdom contained in this almost track. It's like 30 seconds, maybe, but... I think that's what I would tell my teenage self. There's life is long. There's a lot of, of time to figure things out. Um, sometimes there's less time than you think, and there's an incredible pressure to figure it out. But if you stop worrying about the pressure to figure it out and just think about it um, you can do a lot even in fear by just taking one step one step forward uh, we can often get caught up or bogged down or paralyzed by the idea that we're not moving forward. Um, but sometimes you reach your eventual destination by just slowly just moving. And I've had to come to terms with that. Um, like your, your 20s, you're still figuring it out. You're still becoming an adult. You're still trying to get the hang of things. And so you try jobs you don't like. You, you fuck around. You go traveling. You do whatever it is you do. Um, but there's this incredible pressure once you're 30. It's like, okay, now what? What are you going to do for the rest of your life? What are you going to do about a career? 
What are you going to do? And that can be terrifying to some. It's terrifying to me. I still don't know if I have any clearer sense of what I'm doing. But as long as you keep taking those steps, bit by bit, um, you can still move forward. And that's important. Sometimes it feels like you, you're not actually progressing. Um, I've burned a lot of relationships with people simply because uh, I was ashamed or I was afraid that I wasn't progressing. Um, some people call that just being like really uh, self-absorbed. It can be that way. But the shame of, of not having a clearer path. Um, you'd be surprised about your ability to figure shit out. Often, when push comes to shove, what you thought you knew or what you thought you needed can be stripped down to the bare essentials. So I think that's why this, this interlude is, is very uh, interesting, very neat, um, something that struck a chord with me as well. So to round out the, the playlist from U.S. Girls Heavy Life, I have a remix of an album. Or sorry, I have a remix of a track from the album. I can't get my cursor to appear. It is called, it's a remix. Overtime. Alex Frankel remix here on the Garbage Cast. Thank you.
That was Overtime, Alex Frankel remix by U.S. Girls. Uh, the original version is on their Heavy Light album. This, again, is a remix. Uh, if you look at these lyrics, this seems to be written to uh, someone who went up and died on them without telling them something. And it made me think of what perhaps I'm not telling the people that I love. Um, I've been thinking a lot about life and death. My birthday is next week. Um, and I'm going to be 34 uh, next week on the 18th of March. So it's made me think about life and perspective and what would happen if I went up and died and what would I regret um, and thinking about uh, my life and my purpose in life and there's a lot that can go unsaid to those that we love um, we could have a lot of regrets. Um, people can especially uh, have whole secret lives that they hide from those that they love. Um, in this case, it's a lot of spending and drinking um, which caused them to die. We've also been watching a coroner on the CBC and, and it's all about piecing together these people's lives who went up and died. Um, life, life can be Hobbesy and like, is it Hobbes? I'm pretty sure it's Thomas Hobbes. Uh, cruel, brutish, in short. He said that about human nature, but that could also be life. Um, we never know what's going to happen to us. Uh, we can just all up and sudden drop dead. We don't know. Um, that's why it's important to make the most of things. But then there's also that, that anxiety that comes from whether or not uh, you feel like you're making the most of things are you um, you know working to live or live to work are you uh, carrying on your legacy by having a family are you not um, have you found that person to do that uh, I've been noticing that age is just taking a toll on you your body just starts breaking down you get Charlie horses all of the time and, and things that didn't hurt nails start and this is no in no way like 
um, sarcastic. I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, and how ephemeral life can be and time can be. Time is one of those things that can feel long, but yet uh, could be short. And you don't want to just sit there um, waiting for something to happen, uh, running down the clock. Because eventually, you're just going to drop dead. And that's it. Um, so it's very important. Just like having a career, just like uh, having friends and connections, just like family, um, you make something of that life and you make those around you feel cherished and important. And you, when you're a kid, you feel like time is unending. Um, but as you get older, you realize how short it can be. And eventually, like that first song from the U.S. Girls, uh, the only thing you can be sure of is that you're going to die. That's the only thing. Until we get our brains downloaded into a, some sort of computer consciousness. That's what it is. Um, I mean, like the cycle of life and death. The only way you can really keep your yourself going perpetually is by having children and then passing on those those characteristics that make up you to your kids and you don't know what they're going to do um, with that knowledge that insight uh, your your bad knees or your uh, creaky joints or whatever it is that you end up passing on to them. And it can feel like you are simply, sometimes you're simply doing this or, you know, having kids to keep the, the legacy going. Uh, in hopes that they achieve your dreams for you, depending on how old you are. Um, and that can be that can be problematic in that sense. Because you're you're pushing all these dreams and desires onto them and you're trying to live vicariously through them 
but you're also trying to nurture them and protect them and um and make a life for them so that they can um create something for themselves eventually um and then at least for me you hope that they have done so um, well enough that they can take care of you in your twilight uh, when the time comes. Well, this is a really bleak episode of the garbage cast. It is just dark. It's just about life and death. But this is what's been on my mind um, since last year somewhere um, I became preoccupied with life in this sense. And it's used to fill me with just anxiety and dread and fear but thinking about this dealing with this especially in the context of COVID I mean um, it can seem like carrying on living is the easiest choice but when you actually think about it it can be the most difficult because that's where the work is. That's what actually is is, is difficult. Um, nothing in life is simple. Raising children is not simple. Uh, building a career in today's modern age is not simple. People don't have forever employment. You can be working at a job for 20-some years and then they decide to kick you to the curb, right? Um, and then it's about how you overcome, endure. And that overcoming and that enduring isn't necessarily simple um, for me I particularly find myself struggling to understand like my dad is in his 70s and he's always been this larger than life person um I don't know how I'd react, what I would do when he finally passes on. Uh, his goal and dream in life is to see that he he has something to pass on to us 
So part of moving is he's worked all of his life since he can remember, let alone since I can remember. He's been a person that works 364 days a year. Uh, he takes a half day on Christmas. Maybe he comes home. Um, no, he goes half day and work. I don't know who the fuck's buying furniture on Christmas, but um, he's there all the time. That's my image of him. But since uh, my brother, the eldest one who lives uh, with him now, since the grandkids, since his two children, uh, he actually work isn't the be-all and end-all. Um, and then I thought about how my some of my, my limitations I've inherited uh, from him. Um, but I've seen him make changes that I thought wasn't possible for him. Uh, he comes home. Like the fact that he comes home early is mind-boggling to me. Um, I think the next big hurdle. It's always easy to see the progression and the necessary steps in other people. It's never easy when it's your own work that you have to do. But we sell this building and we move to a smaller place and he downsizes um, I mean I'm learning stuff about him from uh, my brothers or from his brothers that I had no idea uh, the fact that he he was an illegal immigrant at one point that's something fun from our history um, until he got citizenship even though Guyana was a British colony um, he got deported several times uh, he lived in an all Guyanese boarding house where they used to beat him up and rob him there was just rough stuff apparently um I knew some aspects of it. I mean, I knew my grandpa was a rough character. Um, he was a drunk. He cut off his own fingers. Uh, life had crushed him. And he had given up in a sense. However, um, my dad was able to overcome that by focusing on work. So his drive in life is to leave something for his kids. But there's always this perpetual need to get bigger 
and bigger and bigger. Um, and he's he was first in printing, and then in the '90s he decided to open up a office furniture um, business like a separate division and then he became a furniture savant he knew he started learning the ins and outs of office furniture first knew he used and then eventually uh around the 2000s he started importing and we were ahead of the curve um buying furniture from china um but with things like x chair and stuff uh and, you know, like all businesses, you have to do more constantly. So he's built a comfortable life for us, but it's still not enough. He His desire is to leave a, a financial foothold for the three of us. So in order to do that, we got to scale down the office furniture because uh, we have more than a few containers worth of, of inventory. His one downside is that he cannot sell the last of something. He always needs you know, 50 full pedestal desks, 50, uh, or not fit full pedestal, uh, full modesty panel desks, and, you know, he needs 50 uh, pedestals, box box file, 50 um, of everything. He can't have nothing because someone might come in and want that so now we have uh, white furniture. So we used to have just mahogany, cherry, and espresso. Um, but now we have white. So that's another thing we added. We have sit-stand desks. We have... Um, and we still have unit furniture. Just, although there's not that much. Um, because of COVID that market kind of imploded and dried up uh, from the selling perspective. Not so much. People still want uh, used furniture, but it's hard to sell something at the same price as something brand new. Even if they're of similar quality, people will generally go towards the new thing. Anyways, I've missed my point. It's an interesting point in our lives, to say the least. Um, so by October... We have to move out 
and find somewhere new. Mississauga is becoming incredibly expensive. However, if we move somewhere further, we risk losing our customer base. We just spent you know, thirty or forty thousand dollars renovating the old furniture showroom into a print shop. I'm looking at the space and I'm not sure that there's enough space to even set up the printer. And it just gets me back to that first thought I was thinking about at the beginning of this podcast. You need capital, uh, monetary capital and energy capital and capital in terms of time to build something. You can't build something out of nothing. Um, It's really difficult to start from zero. The idea that the self-made person you pull yourself up from the bootstraps I'm starting to realize that that it's not that easy and simply existing at this point in time um, and surviving and thriving, especially during the pandemic, is something... Of, of wonder. I don't know what I'm going to do with this episode. This seems like um, weird pseudo-philosophical rambling. But this is how I've felt since the beginning of the year. I've had no idea how to put this all still. This, these ideas together. So I want to leave this on a happier note with one more song. Uh, This is a song I heard of my friend Ogie James, Bumpin' the Hump. Uh, I try to listen when I can and support the show, but um, to say he's a music guru in terms of of taste for me personally is um is very much minimizing his his role in my life uh when i i need something modern something new and i want to sound or at least appear to be current, I go to his blog, enlightenmentforyourears.blogspot.com. I can't believe it's a blog spot. We still got that blog spot uh, going. I'm very lucky to have met him when I did. In Humber, despite having crushing student debt, that alone is worth it. Um, 
I've also been listening to my other friends' uh, podcast, the Anime Roundtable, and I'm starting to realize how much, even though I don't consider myself an otaku or a weeb, an anime aficionado, um, how much of a role anime played in my life, um, especially growing up. When we grew up, uh, the access to anime was not easy. Um, when my brother was younger, it was all tape trees for him. And for us, there was luckily a store um, in Bramley uh, where you could go you can become a member and you could rent tapes. Some of my fondest memories uh, as a child was watching Ranma one half. We ended up buying the seasons on DVD. Um, my mother still watches them religiously. I have never been able to I only bought the seasons three and four because to me, the rest of them are write-offs. I don't, first season establishes the characters, but it's not my jam. I'm a, a, a Ryoga Hibiki fan and diehard. Um, that's for me when the show got good. And then after four, that fifth season with Kodachi, the Black Rose, and Kuno and Kuno's family um, didn't really get my motor running as much. I like Kuno's dad, but uh, it wasn't worth owning to me. But I think my mother still watches them every like New Year's. She pulls them all out and she starts from season one and she goes... <laughs> To like season seven, and that show gets pretty redundant uh, by the end. But life is redundant. It, you'll often do the same things over and over again, and so it can be soul crushing. It can be mind numbing because that's what it is. Life is just. Sometimes just doing the same thing over and over again. And you have to find the strength within yourself to do that, to withstand that, or the courage to find something else, um, to find something else, uh, to find the people and bring them into your life that make you happy. Um, and happiness is sometimes ephemeral. Sometimes uh, you do a lot of fighting with your, your, your partner or significant other. But um, you got to find what really matters find what's really important and hold on to it and don't let it go and sometimes 
things that seem like a deal breaker aren't really a deal breaker. Sometimes you just need a, a perspective shift and you'd be surprised at what you can actually accomplish. Or the changes you can make by simply putting one step in front of, or one foot in front of the other and taking that step and not letting fear um, get the better of you. I spent my whole existence up until now running from things. Um, emotionally and career-wise and and whatnot. But eventually you come to the realization is it's either going to run over you or you find a way of surmounting it, of getting over it. And sometimes it just just happens. You have no choice. Um, things happen and you just have to adjust. But sometimes, if you're lucky, you get the luxury of, of making those changes and increments on your own. Um, and the key, to me, the key to life is making it so that you have that opportunity to make those changes and to not let snap moments or decisions or whatever um, make those choices for you. So like I said, I was getting to the last song. I wanted something a little bit lighter to go with this topic. So here is Purple Disco. Purple Disco Machine? With fireworks on the garbage cast. It's got steel drums, which I love.